Welcome to the Conscious Lifestyle Living Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Amanda. And this is the place where we explore the endless possibilities of our divinity through the experience of our humanity. Join us as we laugh, cry, and show our human side while we practice the embodiment of our divine potential. Everyone, we are back today again. And today, well, we're going to talk about... Yeah, Michelle, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, let's, let's go. Okay, so one of the things that what we do here on Conscious Lifestyle Living is we talk about like what's present in our lives and things that maybe we're working through or we've noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, super interesting. Yesterday, me and Amanda were sitting in meditation, which we do often together, kind of dropping in and seeing like what's present. And... I sat in meditation, so I've been noticing my life, guys. This is going to be a really funny problem. It's probably going to be one you're like, oh, great, Michelle, that's awesome. But a lot of the <laughs> I know. It's like, is that really a problem? But I've been noticing. Well, high quality problems. Very true. That's so I've been noticing things. in my life, like in this last year, things have been getting exponentially better and better right. and better. Like literally, like I'm making more money, my housing situation, business stuff, like dropping out of like one profession, moving into the other, like so many awesome amazing things where i can get to the point where i can literally think something and hours later it will manifest instant manifestation i know things that i probably want she's actually really good at that guys (laughs) yeah it's pretty (laughs) it's pretty fun (laughs) but okay so it'd be one of those things that you would think okay what's the problem here right right okay don't worry that yesterday i was like amanda i'm freaking out and she's like what i'm like yeah i'm like freaking out she's like what do you mean i'm like things are too good (laughs) i'm like what i'm like i know I know. It's just like one of those things Like I realize my life is changing and I'm almost starting to feel like a panic sensation like inside. And guess what? This isn't new. People talk about it all the time. It's like you're moving outside of your comfort zone and you're stepping into something new Mm -hmm. and your body starts to freak out. And... Interesting enough, I just read this quote Yeah, this I was going to say, go grab, grab okay. that quote. That so, quote is solid gold. Yeah. So this morning I was reading one of the vast many books that I read. And um, this one, this is this lady's talking to this one, the, the man who wrote the book and says, most people think the will, to su- the will to survive is the strongest instinct in human beings, but it isn't. The strongest instinct is to keep things familiar. And I was like, how, how true is that? We think mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, survival mode, survival mode. No, that's just the mode we've been in for so long that we're familiar with it. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like, okay, cool. I'm starting to experience things in life that aren't familiar. Yes. Because it's like, yes, I'm having all the things I've always wanted, but it's not familiar for me. Mm-hmm. Most of my life, it was very familiar to have to, like, budget like crazy. Like, I, guys, I'm, I'm buying, like buying things that I normally wouldn't buy. I'm doing things that I normally right. wouldn't do. And like my mind is like, well, that's what you already wanted. Why are you freaking out? Mm-hmm. Well, because it hasn't been familiar. It's becoming familiar. Right. But it's still not the most, like, dominant expression. Right. Like, I've been more used to survival mode. Survival uh, And, like, almost like a month to month. Yeah, right? it's like, okay, month okay, to month. month to month, month to month. And then you step into a place of, like, there's excess. So your month to month now looks like putting money away. Saving money. Investing. Yeah, exactly. Like I have investments now. Like, and it's funny, like I'll open my bank account. You guys, I almost had a habit, like when I'd open my bank account to like, okay, brace myself. There's not going to be any more more money. And now I'll open it up and I'll be like, I'm rich. (laughs) I've done it a few times with Amanda. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm rich. Like, look, I'm rich. (laughs) 
And it's just not a common thing for me, you know? And I also realized, like, my it level... Hasn't been. No, it been, hasn't. Yeah. But it's becoming one. And yeah. I also realized, like, my level of rich could be someone else's level of poor. Like, it really doesn't matter. It's all relative. Right. But for but me... But what point to is that it's changed. It's changing. It's changed. It's, it's a new, changing. It's a new place that isn't some a place that you've been familiar with. Yeah, exactly. So yesterday when I was saying meditation, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'd love some clarity around this. And I remember... Um, it's awesome. Sometimes I sit in meditation and instantaneously, within the first 30 seconds, my downloads come and I just get to sit with it. And almost instantaneously, it was like, Michelle, you get to honor the old version of yourself. Mm. Just because you're moving in and you're liking this new. And truthfully, there's a lot about the old that was really hard that I didn't love. And I was fighting so desperately to change things. Mm -hmm. But it was like this thought and feeling is like, hey, guess what? That old version of you got you to where you are now. And she gets to be honored. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think is like, it was kind of like a profound thing that came through because I realized how much in life is it we're tra- trying so desperately to get rid of like the so-called like, you can see me, I'm, well if you can air see quotes. me, I'm doing air quotes, the negative, right? It's like, oh, I don't like this and I don't like that, mm-hmm. so I want to get rid of it. And we're villainizing this old version of ourselves right? when it's truthfully been doing an amazing job to get us to where we're at. right? And like in everything you think about, like I know like for me, like before my body changed, guys and you heard I'll, I'll talk about this like I struggled with an eating disorder for like 15 years mm. most of my life I absolutely hated 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 my body but it wasn't until I literally got to the point where I absolutely loved and it wasn't like oh I love you because you're gonna change or I love this it was like I loved the fact that my body worked I love the fact that mm-hmm. I even was totally in love with its shape everything and then all of a sudden it was like overnight it felt like it changed right you know, but it was like being able to honor and to love an old version. And we call it like blessing and releasing. Yeah. Because one of the things too, it's like as like if we get more down into like human psychology of things is that many times when I work with clients, um, one of the things that will go down in is if they have like a limiting belief or something that's going on in their head, something going on in their head. There's always hopefully things going on in their head. But if something that's keeping them stuck, a lot of times we want to go in and villainize something. We want to make it wrong. Make it wrong and make it go away. And make it go and, away. And that's even the same thing. So like when I'm in doing energy work, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there's like an energy that's present mm-hmm. in the energy field. Same yes. type of thing. It's like people are like, oh, I want to get rid of that. Yep. And okay, keep going. Because well, I know, it's like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like literally that thing is you want to get rid of it. It's like you've literally put your cl- your energetic clamps around that exactly. thing. Exactly. And you are holding, holding on to it, it so tight. tight. It's like, I hate this, I hate this. And even though you're saying you want to release it. It can't. It can't because everything in your body is like, I got to get rid of this. And there's so much energy on the thing. Because mm-hmm. where you put your focus and your attention, that's where the energy goes. Yeah. And when an energy goes to a place, it's like holding it in place. Mm-hmm. You can literally look into quantum physics this way. Is that molecules and um, atoms change when there's um, intention or they're looked at. They literally say the second an atom or a molecule is looked at, its behavior changes. Mm-hmm. The energy goes there and the energy changes it. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with when we have something that we're wanting to let go is that when we're focused, so focused so, on it, I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. Guess what you're done. I got to change. I got to change. Gotta, all you're doing is anchor it in. Energy clamps go around like, we got this. We got this. It's right here. But it's more energy goes to it, the mm-hmm. more you hold on to it. 
that's where literally you hear that the line what you resist persists right that's what happens you're resisting it because you literally have these energy clamps that are holding it down keeping it in that spot but when I do my hypnotherapy sessions same thing probably when you do your energy sessions is that you go in and you find what the belief is you know or whatever, when you find what it is that's getting to be released, it's not until you can either learn something from it in the positive. So not learning like, oh, it sucks, or... No, like learning the gift that came through, learning, like, because really there's a need or a value or, like, in some weird, twisted way, whatever that is, it's actually been protecting. And serving you. serving or meeting, mm-hmm. wh- whether it's like a need for love, whether it's a need for acceptance, whether it's a need for belonging, like there's all of these different needs. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we're programmed from, a, I mean, if you think about it, as a baby, I learned really, really quick that if I cried, I would get food. And food's important. So, so what, like my very first program things, like I came out of the womb, cried, And got put, like, attached straight to my mother's breast that was, like, super soothing, super nurturing, super calming. So what I learned as a newborn baby on the planet is that if I throw a fit, I get what I want. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, throwing a fit, yeah, probably as an adult, not, like, the most awesome tactic, right? Let's be honest, there's a lot of... Sets sets crap in motion (laughs) that then gets to be cleaned up. Mm -hmm. But in some weird way, like, if I could throw a big enough fit and if I could be the big enough, like, the biggest victim... Mm-hmm. I would somehow call in a hero. Energetically, I would attract a hero to me to come and save me. And how many adults are still throwing fits? Dude, I still do yeah. it sometimes. So oh, I can't yeah, even totally. say it's like, oh, all those other people. All those other people. Yes. To that. Yeah. I'm all woke and enlightened and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, No, but so it's like things that we learn, stuff that we even come to the planet with that's programmed, whatever that is, right? Like those are the types of things that we're talking about mm-hmm. that that create those things that we're like, I don't want this anymore. Yet at the same time, I can't let it go because it's actually helping me get the thing that I want. Absolutely. So it's, it's recognizing that, oh, this actually really has been serving me and I'm open to blessing and releasing that for the way that it worked, mm-hmm. for the time that it worked. And truly honoring it. Like and saying the fact honoring. like, hey, thank you so much. Yep. Like you literally got me to where I am right now. You kept me alive. You kept things work in the in the weird way, even if it was dysfunctional. Yep. It kept things familiar that yep. made me feel sane, even though it wasn't functional. Yeah. And and then you get to open yourself. So this is the thing. Then you get to open yourself to experiencing what a new version of being loved, what a new version of belonging, what a new version of being supported and sustained looks like. Mm-hmm. And and it's like it's not so it's funny because it's like people are like oh I want to get an energy session or oh I want to do a hypnotherapy session or like whatever coaching session and we'll identify things and we'll move through and we'll find the gift in it and we'll bless and release and we'll open up to the new and then like then there's a moment where like rubber hits the road oh almost always don't you let me tell them like hey you feel good and the testing period most likely is going to come absolutely because it's almost like I I talk about in like the way of like um the way that, like, an abusee is attached to an abuser, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, this almost like you want to go back to it because for so, because it worked for so long. You when know it's it familiar. worked. Like, it's it, so familiar. It, it's so familiar. <laughs> yeah. And, and it worked mm-hmm. until it didn't. Mm-hmm. Until it came at such a high cost that it's... Wasn't worth it anymore. Wasn't worth it anymore. And so there is going to be a moment where you're going to have, like, the opportunity 
to go back. Mm-hmm. And when you can catch yourself and be like, no, I choose to experience it a different way. Mm-hmm. Like you put a bound, you're not putting a boundary on anybody else. You're putting the boundary on yourself. Which is also a good thing to know. It's like when right. you put boundaries on it, it's not like you have to show up that way. It's like, no, I'm choosing to do this. So. I'm choosing. Anytime you put a boundary on somebody else, all you're doing is giving your power away. Right. Yeah. Like boundaries on another person or another thing mm-hmm. is really just you putting yourself in a victim position, like <laughs> premeditatively. Like, yes. Because all you're, like that person isn't responsible to hold the boundary. No. Like, and anytime that happens, um, like I said, you're just giving your power away. Mm-hmm. And so... Boundaries always just get to be placed on yourself. Yeah. Like that is the healthiest relationship with boundaries are ones that I only do with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that boundary of nope, I'm not I'm not going to behave the old way because there, there's still like a neural pathway in the brain that when that gets activated, it's like okay, we behave this way, right? And so there is still like conscious effort, like mm-hmm. awareness that gets to be practiced, mm-hmm. so that. You're not re-imprinting yourself to play out the same cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then what happens when you don't play out the old cycle? Well, it's really interesting. When you don't play out the old cycle, it's interesting to watch how the world around you starts to shift. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, things have been held up and going in one way, right? And everybody's been playing their part. So the world has been working in a certain way, very predictable patterns, because you've been doing it probably for a long time. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, what happens, and you can even take this when it comes to machinery, what happens when one piece in the machine no longer works the same way? Nothing works Nothing the same works way. Nothing works the same way. Nothing works the same way. So Pattern interrupt. Totally like a pattern interrupt. And what you have to realize is when you no longer show up in a certain way, you're changing the pattern for yourself, mm-hmm. but you're also changing it for other people. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just like, we're all intimately connected, if we believe it or not. We can look into the science that says that we are. Anyways, but when you change your pattern and what you do yes it is changing everything inside of you but it's also changing everything inside of other people and if it's uncomfortable for you to get out of your familiarity how uncomfortable do you feel like it's gonna be for other people to be out of theirs Mm -hmm. so that's why what happens is when like the rubber meets the road and you're gonna get tested when all of a sudden you've blessed and released an old pattern like okay i show up and let's say normally let's see what's an example that we've seen that we could give Let's say that you show up kind of as a savior for people. Okay. You show up and you're like, hey, guess what? At the cost of yourself, you will sacrifice yourself to go in and save other people. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think what happens when someone shows up and you're like, no. No. <laughs> no. You say no. You're just someone that is so used to you saying yes. Yes. What happens all of a sudden? You might be villainized. You might say, you are heartless. Like, I can't do it. What, mm-hmm. what is this? Because all of a sudden now they're having to deal with their own stuff. And no, too, is like, guess what? There's a bunch of things that come around. You can be like, oh, you are just, you can point out, well, you're just being a victim and you need this, la, 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 la. That will set something in motion. That'll set something in motion. Absolutely. Or it could be, you know, you can not I, say anything. You can not say anything. Mm-hmm. I also had, I have had a teacher and a mentor that modeled this so awesome for me. And it, like, changed the game for me anytime that I knew I got to say no. Because it was, like, it can set drama in motion mm-hmm. if you just ignore it. Like, if you don't give an answer, right? I'll just avoid this I'll one. I'll just avoid this one. I just won't, my favorite. I won't say yes and I won't say no. Mm-hmm. I'll just avoid it and pretend I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. That's going to set crap in motion. Yep. Sometimes just saying, like, a hard, heartless no mm-hmm. 
can also invite somebody to then make you the villain, right? And can also create drama. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I knew I got to start saying no to things, but I didn't really know how to do it in a way that wasn't um, creating drama yeah. or trauma. And I had a mentor. Her name's Diana. I watched her. So she had a client. So I was there on like a one-on-one retreat with her. Mm-hmm. And she had a client that called in. So this is really funny because this is also a pattern that I would play out even as a kid. So if I was there actually like getting a need of mine met, it would almost always be interrupted by somebody else's more pressing need. And so I would get put on the back burner. Like that was a story that I had played out a ton Mm, in my uh life, right? So here I am working on some of these things and we're right in the middle of it. And she has one of her clients call in, in like total trauma, like trauma brain, drama, like at the heightened of the energy. Mm -hmm. And... She was present with the person, and then she paused, and she turned to me, and she said, "Is she was aware enough to be like, is this a cycle that when you are getting something that you have been needing, and then somebody else's bigger, perceived bigger need would show up? Like, she, she was super awesome at, like, picking up energy, right? And I was like, yeah, this is totally one of my cycles. Like, I'm totally aware of what's going on. And she's like, okay. And she got back on the phone. And what she said was she's like, I recognize that you get to be supported right now. And I know that I'm not the person to support you, but I know that you get to be supported. Who else can you reach out to? And so it was like acknowledging the person that, yes, like there's a need that is present that gets to be met. Mm -hmm. Right? Also with like a very gentle, like I know that I'm not that person right now. Mm -hmm. And then going into possibility, what else is possible? Yeah. And I was like... Whoa. And it was so interesting. That person's energy completely diffused. And they're like, you know what? I actually think I'm okay. Oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, it was like, because really I was like attracting somebody in to interrupt. Because I was about to make a really big change. Mm. And so there was something in me that was like calling like, we know we know how to pattern interrupt the possibility of change. Because if this changes, everything changes. Everything changes. Mm-hmm. And that was my first, because I actually went into work money blocks with her. Mm. And of course, what we ended up landing on was, had nothing to do with money. Had never does. Right? Never, never, never does. does. Guys, never anybody, does. if you ever think you have money blocks, it has nothing to do with actual money. Right. Let's just put that out there right now. Yeah. And, and then what was so fascinating was that on the other side of working that piece of me not getting my needs met, um, in, in addition to some other things, when I left that two-day intensive... On my four-hour drive home, um, I was just on different calls, returning returning calls, and was able to call in $20,000 for the team that I was working with at the time to continue moving forward the work that we were, like, bringing into the world. And you can't tell me <laughs> that when you don't go and, like, move, like, work those pieces. Yeah. Right? And so sometimes saying no... Like, so there's a saying that um, an authentic no opens up to the divine yes, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes it's just being able to communicate that in a way that doesn't set drama in motion, but also still allows you to say no. And it's just acknowledgement of like, hey, I recognize that you are like, you get you get to be supported. So with compassion, it wasn't like she's like, sorry, sorry you're, no. you're stepping in. Because like, like, let's, the other way it could have gone, the drama filled way that that could have gone down. Sorry, I'm holding a boundary. And and you're actually call, being called in to play a role for someone else who's trying to make something go through. It's like, no, 
not in one place did she make the other person wrong mm-hmm. for coming in asking for what she wanted or right. needed. Not but at she, all. Yeah. No. Was held with massive compassion mm-hmm. and was like, oh my gosh, like, hey, I get that you get to be supported and it doesn't get to be by me. Like, the most loving, beautiful way to be able to hold a boundary yeah. and still be able to show love and compassion for someone else. Right. Because I think sometimes, like, when... We think of like, oh, if I have to hold the boundary, I have to hold the boundary. And it's no. You will not invade me. Like, instead of holding a boundary, we think, I have to enforce the boundary. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's just like, hey, no, this isn't going to, like, and like, with so much love, it's like, hey, I know you get to have what you get to have. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get to be me, but who else do you think could be doing this? Right. Like, what a beautiful way to hold a boundary. Right. So here's a question I have for you. Okay. What would you, what could you have done if, let's say, that you weren't working with someone who is conscious? That in your world, this pattern comes up again, and it wasn't with someone who was aware enough, because like, mm-hmm. Diana, super aware, knew what was going on, and was like, hey, could han- handle this in a very conscious way. But a lot of times, we're in situations with people, and maybe you're on this like personal development path, and maybe a lot of people in your world aren't as conscious as maybe Diana would was. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what, could, what could have happened, let's say this, that whole thing goes down again, uh, someone calls in. I don't know why I assumed it was a woman. That's really funny. Whatever. Someone <laughs> calls in. Maybe I just we just need we just need assistance, guys. That's funny. Anyways, someone calls in, and the person that you're working with is like, "Oh my gosh, this is trauma," and literally plays into the pattern. So instead of being able having someone on the outside being the pattern interrupt, you realize, "Oh, this pattern's playing out," and here it goes again. What do you feel like could have been something that could have happened in that point to do something different? Okay, wait, I want to make sure that I'm understanding your question. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, there wasn't somebody to assist, it's just me and another person. No, and I'm seeing the pattern play out? Is so that you're what seeing you're the, Yeah, you're seeing the pattern play out, but instead of having Diana be the one, like, someone on the outside being the one, like, mm-hmm. hey, is this a pattern? And having them do something different, what could you have done if, like, let's say she actually played into the pattern? She's like, oh, hey, I know we're doing good work here, but she has a trauma and, like, played into the old pattern. Right. Well, first of all, I didn't even realize, mm-hmm. right? Like, it took somebody to point it out mm-hmm. um and this so this would be um so okay patterns playing out right say so she she goes in and plays that out mm-hmm. and I'm aware that it's a, a current pattern yeah. for me mm-hmm. um because that happens a lot it, it doesn't does, mean it happens sometimes you have patterns that it, other people have to point out which mm-hmm. thank you for like yeah good friends and good, good people friends that, that can help and you teachers yeah and sometimes a person doesn't even realize that they're playing that out mm-hmm. right so the first thing is to not villainize that person mm-hmm. um and i think the other thing too that's important is that i'm not entitled i wasn't entitled to diana's help mm-hmm. and it like she might have been there to like help me identify or realize oh this pattern's being played out but i'm not entitled to her being the one to like necessarily help me. Mm-hmm. I know that there's infinite possibilities on how that piece can be worked and maybe I didn't get to necessarily work it with her, but she got to be the one to help me like r- help reveal like hey, this one's up for clearing. Mhm. Right? Um and so I think even to not villainize the person that's like, well, she just like abandoned me, right? And going because when you go into your victim story, all you do is re-imprint that cycle yeah. back into your field. Mhm. And so, um, being like, okay, like, maybe, like, this doesn't get to, she doesn't get to be the one. Awesome. Go straight up of, like, what else is possible. 
Mm-hmm. And when you say go straight up, what do you mean by that? So, uh, like, you guys can't see my hands. So <laughs> She's doing really good hand gestures, guys. So, so going straight up to, like, checking in with, like, higher self, higher power. Like, what else is God, possible? universe, whatever right? you so, call it. So, like, I have, so I have, like, a lived experience of this one. Mm-hmm. There was a day, I had had, I actually had had a really great day. Mm-hmm. Went home, climbed in bed, I'm laying there next to my husband, and I all of a sudden got super sad. And I was like, Whoa what is that? And I like checked in, like I just took a a moment and checked in and got really, really present. And it was just this feeling of like, we gave so much love today and it was awesome. And we could use a little bit of love. And I'm laying there in bed and I like, when, like when the message came, like I started to tear up because it was like, oh my gosh, like I, yep, I could really use feeling some love. Mm -hmm. And here, like a foot away from me, like, literally, I could reach my hand out and I could, like, shake Jeff and be like, babe, hold me. Or, babe, like, I could make a request. Yeah. Right? And I noticed that, like, my tendency would to be, first tendency would be to, like, reach to another person. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's also can be an indicator of codependency. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're reaching laterally, like, out, like, to somebody next to you, another human, on the on the plane. It's something that's familiar. I've done this before. I can get it. Yeah. He gives me what I want. I'm going to keep asking for him, which can very much drain someone else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I caught myself because I recognized that pattern of I was, like, reaching to somebody who I always, like, who's my person, right? Mm-hmm. He's supposed to, right? I recognized some, like, entitlement there. And I paused and I stopped and instead I went up. So I, I went up to my higher power and I just said, okay. Like, I'm feeling a little sad. I could use a little extra love tonight. Um, my my tendency was to reach to Jeff. I'm choosing to do something different. Help me see how this love can be different. Like, how I can fill this cup. And so I went up and, like, I offered up a prayer or an intention or whatever that was. And then I went to this, like, I went then went to work just, like, loving on me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, acknowledging, like, look at all the good that we did today. Right? Look at, like we are such a good person. Like, oh my gosh, right? Like, I started loving on me the way that I was, like, wanting somebody outside of me to love on me. And I, and then there was sometimes where I was just, like, breathing, just, like, being present and breathing and just being with my breath and letting tears roll down. Mm -hmm. And after about two hours of that, at this point, it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning, and my phone dings. And I reach over and I pick it up and it was a text message from, like, a friend of mine who I love. I probably hadn't even, like, talked to her or connected with her in about a year. And I was like, what the heck? Why is Tara? And I swipe it open. And she just said, like, hey, Mama. So I just got up to nurse my baby. And I just had this overwhelming feeling that um, tonight you could just use a little extra love. So with all the love that I can muster up in a text message, know that I am blasting you with, like, all the love that I possibly have. How cool is that? And I can tell you that, like, it was, like, the most profound experience for me Mm -hmm. when, like, yes, Jeff totally, like, I could have totally received love from Jeff. But it probably wouldn't, it did not mean as much. But it would not have meant as much. Yeah. Right? It was such, like, a, a profound, like, I went up. To, like, a higher power, high, like, my higher self, like, whatever that is for you, God, Jesus, Buddha, whatever, right? Yeah. Had that conversation, asked the universe, 
went into loving myself and being so you present re- with myself. And release the expectation. That, I've asked, where is it? Right. Let's show me now. It's like, right. okay, hey, this is what I've done and however that's going to come. However that's going to And this come. is what I get and to And I'm going to surrender to what this process gets to be. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the only, and if me loving me is the only love that I get to have, like, I can be okay with that too. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did. And then Tara pops in, in mm-hmm. the middle of the night, somebody who I hadn't talked to for a year, but she was in tune enough and connected enough that she could send the very message that literally shifted everything for me and helped shift a pattern, right? Like, I got to have a lived experience that was really huge for me. So that okay. I quit, not that I quit, but I, like, that pattern of just instantly reaching out to another human thinking they should have to fill the need. Mm-hmm. Right? So. And how profound is it to realize that you're supported in more ways than just physically by other humans? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you are, yes, Tara showed in as another human, but it was like, it's not like you like, hey, can you love me? You didn't actually specifically ask like another human. It was like going up to a higher source, something bigger than you, and put it out there, hey, I, and how freaking cool is that? In the middle uh, of that, you throw it up to the universe, to God, whatever, again, source, and another human picked up on the signal. I was like, yeah. hey, she could use some extra love. Literally, I feel like you could use some extra love tonight. That was literally what you needed. The, that was the, the exact so, request. And that was what was so cool was it was verbatim mm-hmm. like the prayer that I had offered up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was such like a palpable experience that like it rearranged molecules in my body. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it really, like, it, there was a physical change that happened within me because of going about it that way and releasing entitlement and expectation that it needed to be Jeff. Or in, like, the other scenario that we were talking about, that maybe it needed to be Diana. Or I needed it right now. Or this, uh-huh. like, you went and you're like, okay, I'm going to start giving it the best. I'm going to do the very best I can with what I have to give it to myself. Yep. Which is huge. And then how quickly it came around. So fast. Yeah. So fast. And sometimes it doesn't. Like, uh-huh. let me, g- I'll give you an experience. This is actually one I haven't actually really told anybody because it was something I was oh, working with. Yeah. So I realized I had a pattern mm-hmm. where I felt like I wasn't being heard. And I would notice, and I just kind of started to notice, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm not being heard. And the way that I used to do it is I just wouldn't say anything. And, you know, we can go back into the fact, like, you guys, if you ever, if you know me or you know my family, we like to talk and we're loud. <laughs> And if, like, you'll see sometimes, sometimes I talk really, really fast because that was my way to, like, be heard. I got to get my opinion really, really fast so, you, I, so I can be heard. And um, anyways, so I started to notice, I'm like, huh, I feel like I'm not being heard. And so part of it was, like, well, maybe I'm not going to say anything. Right. Or, but the other way that I noticed the pattern coming out is where I would say something and someone either wouldn't pay attention and, like, literally start looking somewhere else or I'd be interrupted. Right. Cool. So I could have this boundary. Hey, I get to be heard and you need to listen to me. And But I just remember like, huh, there's that pattern again. Interesting. And I'd go inside. I'm like, huh, what does that mean? And all I was was aware of it. And I'd just be aware of it. I didn't even try to fix it or anything. But I just kind of released my expectation of that I, who says that I have to be heard? Why do I have an expectation that anybody has to hear me? Oh, Michelle, that was generational. All right. Oh, that (laughs) comes down from this. And, you know, we can have all the reasons, but... Why do I have an expectation that I have to be heard? And I right. started looking at that one. So I was like, okay. And I still would like to be heard. Like, I still have things that I'd like to say. But this one went on for months, guys. And I'd keep noticing. I'm like, huh, I wonder where I'm at with this one. And how I knew where I was at with that one is when I talk, would people, would energy be diverted? 
or would it like would they like listen or what would happen and I noticed and it was probably guys it was probably seven or eight months I'm like oh we're still in this one okay that's fine didn't even really feel like I had to do anything because I think sometimes like we're on this like personal development path or we're learning things we feel like oh my gosh like there's something here oh I noticed something that needs to be changed oh I'm being triggered oh there's a pattern that's showing up this one was I just I just noticed I just put awareness on it because remember what we talked about earlier when there's energy on something things will naturally start to shift and change right maybe there's a lot more that can happen in us just being aware and relaxing into it and letting the universe or nature or just like time or whatever naturally change things Okay, and I love because you're you're putting awareness on it, but you're not attaching to it because you're going into it like, oh, that's interesting. Exactly. Right. Oh, like being curious about mm-hmm. it, and being versus I gotta fix this. Yeah, it's like right? putting it at the total it, different energy. A hundred percent. Because it wasn't like I wasn't holding on to it. It's like oh, I noticed. It was like almost gently holding. It, like oh, I noticed that there's something there. Huh. Okay. Okay. It's like not feeling like I didn't have an expectation that had to change. Right. I didn't all of a sudden reinforce. Well, people should have to listen to me. I'm just right. like huh, I noticed that there's still an energy cycle moving through, that this is what I attract. Sweet. And I got really okay if I wasn't heard. So instead of going into it being like, I need to be heard and Mm -hmm. I need to fix whatever's inside me so people hear me, I got really okay with like, well, what if I don't have to be heard? What if I don't need to express what's inside to anybody but myself? Oh, so good. Yeah. I was like, no, this just gets to be, this just gets to happen. And guess what, guys? It didn't change for a long time. We're talking eight months to maybe a year, and this wasn't something I even went in and talked to anybody what about. This? Oh, I've been I've been working this one this whole past year. This is amazing. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't even tell anybody about that. That's how that's how gently I held this expectation. It was like, hmm, interesting. I noticed that I feel like I need to be heard. Oh, I noticed right. I experienced that I feel like oh well I should be heard and I need to make sure that people hear me. No. Why? Why do, I was almost even questioning the idea that like, well, no, you deserve to be heard. Well, Ooh. can, can I hear myself? Right. Do I get to show up in that way? Or do I need you, to make other people hear me and force something on the outside? No, I just got really okay with, huh, I'm noticing that I feel like I want to be heard. I'm even noticing that I feel like I should be heard because I deserve it. Right. How much in the, how many, how many times in like a, the conscious community do we... Or even personal development community, whatever you want to call it, where it's like, well, you deserve this. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, if I deserve it, then I get to give it to myself, right? Right, right. I get to be the one who shows Taking up. Taking self-responsibility that totally. way. Totally. And so I love, because I feel like there's like two parts to this, mm-hmm. right? Like that part of like, if I feel like I need it, then I get to give it to myself first. Yeah. And another thing that I found that also helps shift is if like I'm having something like that. So, so if I'm feeling like I'm not being heard... I get to give it to myself, and I also get to start looking for all the ways that I'm not hearing other things. Like, I'm, yep. I'm either not hearing myself, mm-hmm. I'm not listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I showing up in the world creating that experience? Like, how am I being that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think those are, like, two powerful things of, like, first and foremost, always coming here. Like, always I, I just, I just pointed, like, to me, myself. Yes. Like, first <laughs> and foremost, always coming here. And then if you want to take it a step further, looking at all the places, like, where am I not hearing? Mm-hmm. Where am I the one showing up where? and not hearing? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you'll notice that you're showing up and not hearing yourself. Yep. It always comes back to you. Yep. Like, what's going on inside of you is dictating and creating your outside reality. Yeah. And usually I find, and I can't say 100% all the time, but most of the time, what you're not experiencing is, like, what you're noticing on the outside is something that you're not experiencing within yourself. 
And for me, it's like, cool, where do I get to hear myself? Am I validating myself? Am I okay if it's just me who thinks this? Do I get to hear myself? And you guys, mine was an instantaneous shift. Like Amanda had experience, super powerful, super found. And yes, sometimes Sometimes it is that fast. Yep. And sometimes it's not. And sometimes you get to sit with it and you get to be with it for a long time. And this one, I just kept looking like, oh, interesting. I noticed it's still there. And when it shifted guide, it was a gentle shift. I just noticed like, oh, I think people listen for a little bit longer that time. That's cool. But I was okay. I got to the point where I was okay either way. If people listen, that's awesome. And if people don't, that's awesome. Because either way, it doesn't have to be what I think it has to be. Mm-hmm. And like coming from that point. What you making it mean. Yeah. Because right? like, oh, what did it mean? Before it's like, well, if they don't listen to me, that means I'm being disrespected or... Or I'm not valuable. Keep, I'm not valuable yeah. and I'm not good enough. My self-esteem. Right. It, I just had it mean nothing besides interesting. Right. So sometimes when you're starting to notice patterns and shifts, that it doesn't have, you don't have to instantaneously go in and try to change something. Right. You don't have to instantaneously. Oh, we got. You guys, dad wanted to Hi, call dad. in. Hi, dad. Hi, <laughs> dad. Dad wanted to call in today. Um, Noticing that it doesn't have to instantaneously mean something. You don't have to go in and shift it all of a sudden. You don't have to make it a big deal. Sometimes just the awareness is going to be enough. Mm -hmm. And you'll feel it, guys. When you get to the point where you're not having to have things show up in a certain way, you're releasing your attachment and surrendering into the reality of what is, watch how much will rearrange itself on its own. And when you come to that point where you can tell things are shifting, sometimes... Like you said, when you get to bless and release an old pattern, yesterday when I was sitting in meditation with Amanda, I realized, okay, things are shifting a lot in your world. They're shifting a lot in your world. Right. Maybe it feels intense. Right. Maybe, like, what's happening? And at that point when it came in, I was like, hey, guess what? That old self really wants to be honored right now. Mm-hmm. It wants to be thanked for how far it took you because life is amazing right now. And it was that old survival self that was willing to keep showing up when you didn't want to get out of bed, when you couldn't do it, that was going to keep pushing forward for more growth and more development that got you here. And yes, her time and and her space. How much love did she have for you that she would literally show up and give from a completely depleted cup? She would somehow find a way Mm -hmm. to give. Yeah. It was like, like, I have nothing and I'm going to keep showing up and giving. How can you make that wrong? Right? right? When you like come from that place of like, wow, you had nothing, literally right. nothing, couldn't barely get out of bed, but you somehow found a way to get, get, you kept, kept getting going. to this point. You kept going. And yes, maybe now that time and space of massive survival and just having to get through when things are horrible and you don't feel like it, you're not in that space anymore. And yes, you shifted, but like being able to show up in a place of gratitude from where you came from, from that survival self that literally, like you said, Gave when she had nothing to give mm-hmm. and kept giving to you even though it felt horrible and you wanted to give up. That's right. a powerful thing because when you can truly honor and love and have gratitude for what was, like watch it being able to shift even more and that person's like, hey, no longer she like the resentment. Like, hey, that's no longer playing into that story. Hey, I'm not being honored. I'm not being seen. It's like she becomes that part of you becomes the cheerleader. We did so good. That was my part. Let's go, go, go. And that piece of you almost integrates and becomes a wholeness. And no longer, there's not that piece inside of you. It's like, well, I'm not being seen and I'm not going to be honored. Well, I gave so much and I'm still not being seen And now I'm going to be jaded. I'm going to hold jaded energy here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's like, that's a pattern that you can, I feel like sometimes I've noticed that in a lot of women, we tend to hold. Oh, I've given, I've given, and I'm not being seen. Right. But how are you doing that within yourself? And really going back and really honoring that old peace inside of you. Like, hey, thank you for getting me here. 
Yeah. Because if you want something to shift, gratitude is one of the deepest, strongest, most powerful things that you can give from a very authentic, beautiful place. Right. And if it's even for the place like, hey, thank you for being so stubborn that you were never going to give up, awesome. <gasps> Like, seriously, I have a stubborn side that would no matter what, when she was like, F everything in the world, nothing is working, but it's like, oh, man, I'm too stubborn to give up. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much because now I'm experiencing this level of success and bliss and happiness because no matter what, you are not going to give up. And thank you so much. Like, that being able to come from that place of gratitude will shift so, will shift things faster than almost anything else. So, and on that note, yes, maybe taking a moment and seeing like, what's one thing, if maybe an old way of being that you can actually truly be grateful for. Yeah. Maybe something that you deemed as a negative thing or it's like, oh man, I got to get out of survival. So let's like throw that down. Or even if you're in the midst of it, Mm -hmm. maybe you're in the midst of a super hard trying time that you could be like, how can I be so grateful that even though it's so hard, I will never, I have never given up. How do you know that you've never given up? You're still here. You're still here. If you're listening to this right now, you have never given up. And maybe there's a piece and a part of you that gets to be honored for the fact of I never Never. gave up. I'm still showing up. I'm still showing up. I'm still here. and I'm I'm still on the planet. I'm still on the planet. You're still (laughs) doing it. So there's a part of you that gets to be honored and honored and celebrated in that fact. And maybe if you're ready to make a shift or if you have made a shift, you get to honor and bless and release. Right. where you came from, the places that you've been, and really stepping into a true place of gratitude instead of looking at past experiences as negative, but maybe being able to see the gift and the gold that came that it helped you to get to where you are today. Right. Right. So, you guys, go out, have an amazing day, maybe be able to like sprinkle a little bit more of deep gratitude into some of those past experiences that you've had and see how it shifts things. We'll see you guys later. See ya. If you are wanting more information or to see what we are up to, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Sophrenic Collective. Have an amazing day.